Hello, and welcome to the Evening Standard of the D1T5 for Friday, February 4th. I'm Anthony Grassi. Embattled Auburn head football coach Ryan Harson refuted rumors about his longevity in Auburn and suggestions that he mistreated staff and players, telling reporters Thursday night, quote, I'm the Auburn coach, and that's how I'm operating every day. I want this thing to work, and I've told our players and told everybody else there is no plan B. I'm not planning on going anywhere. This was and is the job. That's why I left the one I was in to come here and make this place a championship program and leave it better than I found it. Any attack on my character is bullshit. None of that is who I am. Outgoing President Jay Goose to the Board of Trustees today, quote, There have been a lot of rumors and speculation about our football program. I just want you to know we're trying to separate fact from fiction. We'll keep you posted and make the appropriate decision at the right time. Since the end of Harson's first season, 20 players, three coordinators, and two assistants have left the program. Firing Harson without cause would cost $18.3 million. The Athletics' Andy Staples and Bruce Feldman weigh in on the alignment issues plaguing the Tigers, especially with Athletic Director Alan Green in the final year of his five-year contract and a new president taking the helm on the university side. At Auburn, the question of who is calling the shots remains relevant. With a presidential transition underway and a potential change looming at athletic director, who will be the ones who will, as outgoing president Gouge said, separate fact from fiction? This question looms over everything at Auburn, and the answer to it may hold the answer to any questions about Harson's future. ESPN's Matt Barry reports Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards will remain in the position despite rumors to the contrary indicating that Edwards and Sun Devils AD Ray Anderson spoke to the team yesterday. The Mercury News' John Wilner offers his analysis on Edwards' situation in Tempe, noting that according to published reports, Edwards participated in improper meetings with recruits. If he wasn't personally involved, he should have known about the rampant violations committed by his staff. As a result, he needs to go. Wilner shifts responsibility for managing the scandal to President Michael Crow, saying, Anderson won't be firing Edwards. The decision is with Crow who must also decide if he wants Anderson to oversee the hiring of the next head coach. There are no good solutions for the current players or the long-term health of the program. The Athletics' Nicole Auerbach gets perspectives from various constituencies on the impact health and safety should have in college football playoff expansion discussions. Miami Medical Director Dr. Lee Kaplan saying, I don't think lengthening the season is entirely negative. It actually could be a positive because it will deepen our understanding around recovery in season. Your exposures could be the same as the 13-14 game season right now. With the CFP committee and rankings, there's always this thought process of running up the score. If you are one of the top 5, 6, 7 teams in the country and you know you're going to make the playoff, maybe those things don't happen. I think there could be a tremendous advantage to resting players. Potentially, you're pulling your starters out earlier and giving them rest early in the season, like what baseball does with starting pitchers. Coordinator of officials Steve Shaw notes the NCAA is gathering data on the number of plays per game, which will be a focus of the Football Rules Committee next month. Shaw saying, That rule change probably would have the biggest impact of anything we could do because there are so many passes now, and unfortunately, in some of these long games, there are a bunch of incomplete passes. That could be a way to keep the game moving, and it would still leave the offense in control of not only the tempo, but also the clock. The Athletics' Chris Vanini on Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss possibly joining the Sun Belt early 
notes it's no secret that those three schools would like to leave early and join James Madison in the Sun Belt for 2022. Sources involved feel confident there will be a resolution, but Conference USA has been quite firm that it won't let schools walk away so easily. The only buyout to leave CUSA by 2023 is for going two years of conference payouts. The general thinking has been, in that case, why not leave early given that the schools are not getting that payout either way? The issue is the potential impact on CUSA. By leaving early, Conference USA and its media partners would have fewer games for inventory as a part of broadcast deals. That's where the lawyers and others get involved. That's why CUSA's statement two weeks ago noted it expected teams to follow through on contractual obligations. Gill said Wednesday the Sunbelt will release its schedule on March 1st, so things must be settled by then. On the possibility of group of five conferences bundling their media rights, Benini says, at the G5 level, the idea of a football-only G5 Super League was mentioned by some administrators I spoke to early during the last realignment phase. Not that there were real conversations, but theorizing that it might be something to look at down the road. There are a myriad of issues with that, like figuring out where to put other sports teams, the buyouts to leave conferences, and travel costs. But if the FBS moves towards consolidation in the future, the G5 schools that invest heavily in football don't want to be left behind. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Anthony Grassi, and this has been the D1T5 for Friday, February 4th. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here bright and early Monday morning.